Welcome to this podcast. I'm Ashley. I am Hilian. And together we are Portugal. Um, today we'd like to talk about the new normal, which is obviously since the pandemic started. I mean, it originally started in December before or lots of countries went into lockdown. You could see this um, wave of illness moving through China and then obviously it started in Italy and then various other countries soon after. And for us in Portugal, it was quite difficult because we were in the middle of moving, as you know, and we'd already sold our house and all our belongings were in storage and we were staying in rented accommodation near the Monte Junto, which is a beautiful place um, inland, which was a rather wonderful place to be in, a, in the lockdown. I mean, we were quite isolated. But so, you did not have a total lockdown. Not like in Spain. Out. No, it was completely different to Spain. But, I mean, there was a kind of a lockdown. You were only allowed to go to the supermarket. You were only allowed to go to the pharmacy. You couldn't... There was all the clothes shops, um, restaurants, and um, cafes were all shut. And so most things were shut. So but th- I, I can tell you uh, the difference between three countries because I experienced... Um, the corona effects in Sweden, Spain and Portugal. Uh, and I'm sure each country was very different. Yes, uh, it started in, in Sweden when um, you heard about this uh, terrible pandemic, but you couldn't really uh, believe it was true because in Sweden people were living uh, as normal. <clears throat> Which I saw on the television, they were going to bars, restaurants, clubs, yes, eating and, out. And mm. The first thing I noticed was that uh, some gym closed down. Right. Uh, and uh, then my husband said, you need to come uh, come to me as soon as possible. And where was he? He time? was in, in Spain with our three dogs and I was with my children in Sweden. Okay. And I said, well, I can go the, after the weekend. No, you need to go now. So it's quite urgent. Yeah, it was quite urgent. As uh, you can hear, there's a motorbike outside the window in the middle of this very serious conversation. I do apologise. Well, not for, for him, but for you, dear. Yeah, so um, I booked a flight. So after I spoke to my husband, 24 hours later, I was on my way. Uh, and how did that feel on travelling? Yeah, this is uh, quite interesting because I heard, I saw on the news that Denmark say, said that we would close our borders. And I thought to myself, oh, my God, I, I really need to <laughs> go away <laughs> because yeah. that is uh, the country next to Sweden. So uh, the same day I boarded my flight to Spain, Spain did a total lockdown. Wow. And I mean a total lockdown. So my husband called the police and asked them if he was even allowed to pick me up from the airport. And what did they say? They said yes, but if uh, they, it should be controls or something, he need to say what pl- uh, plane, my flight number and everything. And did they issue him with a permission, like a piece of paper or something? No, they did not. They just did this because it was new also okay. in, in Spain, but they did it the total lockdown was quite hard they used the military Mm -hmm. so i came from sweden with no masks no distance uh, nothing at all and uh, then i came to spain and uh, yes total lockdown basically a prisoner for over six weeks in your house weren't you yes it was more than six weeks so um, tell me about um, going out because i understood when you phoned me you were only allowed out one at a time and all that sort of thing. So explain a bit more about how it was to go out and about. Yes, uh, to go out, you need to uh, show them, the police, they did a lot of uh, controls, mm-hmm. uh, that you will go 
to buy food mm -hmm. or go to the pharmacy okay. or walk the dog. Okay. That and was the far... only three things you were allowed to do. I mean, I do know, but the viewers, the listeners, sorry, don't know. Um, how far was it you were allowed to? Could you just tell me that? Yes, uh, we were allowed to walk the dogs 100 metres. Wow, 100 metres, that's it? Yeah, that's and it. And your dogs are not small, are they, really? No, they're not small. And uh, we couldn't walk together. No. Because uh, we must have distance, and I mean distance like 100 metres, because the police can't know if we are family members or not, because we're mm. not allowed to meet other people. I mean, we did have restrictions in Portugal, but that was more severe for me. Yeah, and can you believe all the kids, the families that are living in uh, apartments I know. in Madrid? I can't you, imagine. The kids were also in a total lockdown. I, mean, I can't imagine. I mean, I saw on the television people singing in Italy and on the balconies in Spain, they were having like little parties yeah. to keep the morale up which is very important because obviously in the middle of a pandemic, a lot of people are frightened yes. and unsure of the future and what's happening, and not only um, because of the illness, but financially, um, jobs, um, how safe are you when you go out and about? And, you know, it's all very scary. And I mean, I suppose for you, if you continue telling me more about Spain, the, the experience, it must have been very frightening to go from Sweden, which was so completely different yes, with we their have approach. Yes, uh, we think about this in an, another way in Sweden. And uh, But uh, Spain was, uh, they hit quite hard with this uh, coronavirus. So you have masks all the, the time and gloves. Mm -hmm. Uh, and wash your hands, of course, but not to be allowed to go out. And you could not uh, hire a carpenter or... Have any uh, work done? No, nothing at all. I mean, in Portugal, we did have quite a lockdown, not as severe, quite as severe as Spain, but... You came later a little bit. <coughs> a little bit later, but compared to the United Kingdom, and I mean, it was a more... I mean, the United Kingdom was very... not too dissimilar to Sweden at the beginning, in what I saw on television, but... For us in Portugal, then the shops were shut. The only things that were open were the pharmacy, the supermarket, some hardware stores, if we want to do some DIY. So obviously there were some positives for people if they wanted to be at home and they were able to um, fill. They could go to the shop to buy stuff to have a little mini maker of their home or something. But as you say, a lot of people lived in apart live in apartments, so it's completely different, I would imagine, for people in apartments. I can't imagine how I would have coped. And um, <clears throat> I know when John went to the supermarket... Uh, he would come home and I would literally make him drop all the bags on the floor. I'd get my little soap and bleach cloths ready and I'd wipe all the produce and then I'd put it all away. Then I'd make him um, take take the clothes that he had and hang them outside in the sun, then go into another shower, wash his head. And of course, at the beginning, everything was much, I was much stricter with the process. Now, several months later, obviously, you know, we are allowed to socialise a bit more and go places and people are coming on holiday and you can go to the supermarket and you can go to the restaurants. So gradually, gradually, things have got a little bit um, less strict. But the new normal is, you know, every minute of every day, literally, you know, my car's got a little bag pack prepared, hand sanitizer face masks, gels, all sorts of things. In my bags, I carry my little sort but of in, man But in bag. the beginning, we washed every single item we yes, bought from I the did. shop. Yep. Every e single item. Fruit, vegetables, bags of... Um, everything, because it's biscuits. quite scary. Yeah, everything. I mean, it's very scary. And I think even now, people obviously have got so used to this new norm. You know, people are carrying on. But, you know, you just have to be so careful because the numbers are on the rise again, like people becoming infected in the United Kingdom. I saw on the news the other day. And, um, you know, they are talking about a second wave. And 
So I don't know, you have to be really careful. So I just We will um, go quite into the hard stuff uh, yeah, after this uh, mini short break. It is quite a difficult break. subject to talk about, but thank you. you we know. will uh, talk about uh, how it is to have uh, close family members in other countries and you can't visit them. Yeah. So bye Good. for now. Goodbye. Welcome back. I'm Ashley. And I'm Hillian. And we are talking about the new normal. So I would like to address this uh, hard subject. Uh, it wasn't easy for me to leave Sweden because I have two children, you know. Okay, they are adults. But still, I never experienced a pandemic before. So it was not that easy to just go on an airplane and leave them because I really didn't know when will I see them again. Uh, so that was very, very, uh, very hard. difficult for you. Obviously, when you leave loved ones behind, especially your children, you know, and not knowing what is going to unfold around the world and how many people are going to be ill with this uh, virus and um, the consequences. So to leave your children must have been awfully difficult. Yeah. So, but but they are uh, grown ups. But then again, we have um, the older people. Like you have your mum. My mother, yes. And so I, I miss my mummy and I've got sister and my family and um, she's got children and my brothers and my nieces and nephews. And obviously my father passed away la last year, March last year. So it's difficult because I normally go home to visit mummy about three, four times a year, every three to four months. And um, it is difficult. And I've often had mini meltdowns because um, I can't see my mum and I've not been back since last September. <clears throat> the reason before that was that we were moving. But that is a whole year, that's it's quite a whole long year. time. So it's the longest I've ever been without seeing my mummy. And um, so yeah, I kind of, we were moving and then we were quite organised with the moving and then Christmas came, then the pandemic came shortly afterwards, then we moved and I've had conversations with my family and they've all been so supportive and particularly my mum, and she said, you mustn't come, I know, stay safe where you are in Portugal. Um, my sister and my brother do wonderful things for my mum, they help her out, and uh, you know, it is... But the rules change all the time, because uh, for a couple of months, it, it was a quarantine uh, yes. rule. And so if you came from Spain or Portugal, you need to stay for two weeks Two weeks in quarantine. And so the thing is, obviously... Older people, like my mum and people's grandparents, they're, they're high risk. So um, obviously my mum only had my sister and my brother going in for several weeks and they would, you know, they can't even hug her, they can't have any physical touch with her. But can you can you believe all these older people they're that are living in these... Uh, nursing homes as well. Yeah, nursing homes. homes. Yeah, care homes. So that must be very difficult. And of course, for them, those people in that situation, well, I can't imagine just seeing nurses all the time and not even allowed to have your relatives come to visit. But I think my mother, I phone her every day, sometimes for 10 minutes, sometimes for an hour. Um, she's very positive. She's had, um, since the rules have relaxed, she's had her grandchildren go and visit. Um, she's, we've had a new baby been born since the pandemic started. Yeah. Um, so she's managed to see the baby. But we, we can't say this uh, too often please pick up the phone because there is an uncle or an auntie yes, that's or on something. their own yes instance, i mean obviously i live with my husband in portugal and we've got lots of friends and but where we live is quite remote and so without 
Facebook, with, without um, Messenger, without WhatsApp and all these wonderful things we use today, um, I would have felt quite isolated because, you know, being in the house with your husband day in, day out, day in, day out, even however much you love them, can be quite tricksy, can't it, Elaine? Yes, it can. So um, when we come back, we will talk a little bit more about the pandemic in Portugal. Yes, and I just before you um, go off for a, a little break, one thing I'd like to talk about is um, physical contact, hugging, and you know, as we say in Portugal, abraços e bezinhos, you know, kissing and hugging people. Such a normal thing for me, but at the moment, it's that it's not normal to do that. So perhaps we could talk about that later as well. Okay, kisses, 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 ciao. Pop. Hello, I'm Ashley. I am Helene. Um, yes, yeah, so back to the um, new normal, Helene. So obviously it was difficult for you leaving Sweden, then Spain, then Spain to Portugal. So I want to talk a little bit, if you don't mind, about, about Portugal. Portugal. What yes, it's been like course. living through a pandemic in Portugal, because for both of us it's a new experience and for millions yes, of others too. Yes, it is. And uh, for obvious, obvious reason, we, have, we bought this house, quite big renovation uh, object, and because of uh, the pandemic... Everything was delayed for months. Wow. They were only uh, allowed to be two or three workers at the same time. On the same, uh, at the same place working together. Yes. Wow. So uh, we, when we came here in Portugal, we needed to borrow a house. So it's very stressful. For over a month. That's very stressful when you're sort of managing a renovation of a project in another country and not really having any control at them, which would be difficult anyway. And on top of that, a pandemic. Yes. I'm surprised. I mean, it's quite fortunate they were continuing, I suppose, because that was, I don't think, was that allowed in Spain for them to still do building work? Or I suppose no. that or everything stopped. Yeah, everything stopped. So, um, but I think that uh, distance is the most important uh, thing to keep up do, to do. Social distancing. Well, yes, I think, obviously... Um, and the what, masks, we need to talk yeah, a little bit about ma- the masks. Ma- it's what, not to protect yourself. You, sir, it's to protect others. I mean, whatever people, everyone's got the, my thing on it is everyone's got their um, way of thinking about it and everyone's entitled to their opinion. But we need to follow uh, the, rules. The, the rules. And so for me, <clears throat> maybe I'm more at the end where I feel a little bit more anxious than some other people. Some people don't take it so seriously. I've always taken it very seriously from the minute I saw it coming from China then through it when we were in our rented accommodation I uh, was one of the first people to wear rubber gloves in a supermarket this is way back in February yeah. and then by the middle of well the first week of March that we were in a lockdown but I mean we went to Lisbon partying the weekend before the lockdown and um, it was quite surreal because at that point compared to a week later Everything was open, the bars, the restaurants, the nightlife, the clubs, everything was fabulous. It was all like party city. And then literally seven days later, everything was shut. And so it was just really bizarre. That, yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm thinking about um, Portugal, the, the people in Portugal, and not the expats, the Portuguese people. Yes, the people, yes, of because, course. Because uh, 
can you believe that you have a job and from really one day to another you don't yeah and you're living how hand, can you survive hand to mouth i mean some other people obviously there's people on less income all over the world and i suppose people that are on less income you know, don't always have enough money to buy a mask even. But still, in, in, in countries like uh, Spain and Portugal, a lot of people um, are living under the radar, so they will get paid. Uh, we, we say black money, do you say that? Well, you can say that. But... Well, you, you don't pay taxes. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't know what the expense I think it's kind of under the radar money. Yeah, okay, we can call it that. But then, from one day to another, to have uh, low incomes and to have none at all. Yeah. I mean, I just think... All if, if you can't almost buy food, how can you buy a mask? Precisely. And people that have got jobs, you know, people that do the, what you were saying, that, that's also a difficult situation. But <clears throat> even people that working in banks or in the supermarket, I mean, we have a friends, you know, in both situations. And the banks, you know, they don't shut, but you're allowed to go in there wearing masks and they're sitting behind a screen. But, you know, it does cross my mind that, will they need all these staff because of the new norm is... They're reducing the numbers of people they need to work for them. And people are working from home. And like in the supermarket, some people work one week, then they don't work the next week. And we had a friend that was kind of doing that. Um, so it's very difficult to feed your children and to run a car, to pay I your rent. I think it's to work on distance. If you are working with computer, well, that will for us, uh, I mean, increase. This is, you know, for us, I mean, we're fortunate enough to to do our the work with Portugal we have uh, you know an office to that's, come to but, but that's why we are doing the podcast precisely because I we mean, can't meet people we, so easy and so the way to reach forward is a lot of people are thinking outside the box so for us to reach the people that we want to reach which is everybody we want to be inclusive for everybody in, and we need your help and we need help. your help so you know like there, there are food banks. There are food uh, banks. We have one we, we helped before in Caldastarinha. Caldastarinha, Ordentitreva. Yeah. And um, there was another one throughout the pandemic. I mean, John and I went to the supermarket, loaded up some trolleys with food, and then we d donated it to the food bank. And we you know, obviously met the people in the car park. They've got a t people that collect in the thing because you can't go to these places. So you, you, they collected the food from you, put it in their car, off they drove and distributed it to the food bank, which is a wonderful thing. But so, so now more than ever? More than ever, those things are more important. And I suppose it's difficult to get your mind around it because, I mean, obviously I've had little mini meltdowns and we're in a, probably in a better position than some people because, you know, we... we can you know buy food and look after ourselves and some people are, are in desperate situations and you know i can't imagine what it must be in, like in the beginning in the total lockdown people just uh, opened the doors and threw their pets out really yeah How did that happen everywhere because you Gosh. can't if you can't buy food for yourself how can you buy food for your dog well, or cat I, or bird or whatever i think i might have seen something on the t telly or on facebook about that but i haven't i don't think i've seen it in portugal but i think the th what you need to do is Try to be... Reach out. Reach out. And I think through the podcast, that's what our aim is, to reach out to people, continue doing some work for Portugal to raise awareness of this beautiful country, to raise money for a good cause. And at the same time, and this is a difficult subject to have fun with, obviously you can't have fun talking about a pandemic. No. It's not a fun subject. But, you know, the aims of us is to be aware of difficult situations and to work with it. And uh, as you say, it's unprecedented isn't it really? and, and if you have this idea to open a food bank here in Nazaré for example mm -hmm. please email us yeah that would I mean email us at the address which is portugal at gmail.com 
Exactly. So if you have any ideas how we can help... People that are less able to, to perhaps have the things they would need, and it's particularly now in the pandemic. So maybe you could, as I say, email us, um, Helene and Ashley, and maybe we could raise some money through... Yes, and to help these people, and and we will have uh, an exciting news to tell you, uh, but not now because we will have a meeting with our lovely Jacqueline Branco. See, uh, with a it's a it's a great idea. It is, but we will We're not tell. We're going to keep it under wraps for a little bit longer. Yes, but can I just say one thing? You know, a lot of people uh, wear the masks and they don't really like wearing them, and. Some people wear them because, sure, you know, it's, it's what the law says. And for me, I don't, obviously, one would prefer not to wear a mask, but I'm, I try to turn it into a fashion accessory and to make it a little bit more, okay, you've got to wear a mask. It's doing a good job because it's protecting other people not, and also protecting me. So it's basically a two-way thing. You're protecting other people by not, when you talk, spray all over them and blah, blah, blah. So we all know why we wear them. And um, But for me... It's, if you want to wear and have a bit more fun with them, there's some wonderful masks out there that people have been very clever. A lot of organisations. Yeah, suing. They're suing and making these delightful masks. And, I, and I've been helping the Mika Fiel sell some, actually, and I've raised quite a few um, euros for them. And um, so, yeah, so that's one thing you can do. So, uh, yeah, this was what we could... But it's the new normal. The it's new a different, normal. I mean, we don't want to be very depressing about it, but it is. I think it's going to be with us for a little bit longer, Helene, don't you? Yeah, and uh, yeah, we will see what happens in the autumn now and the winter. Yeah. When people will get more, more indoors. indoors. And I think, you know. In Asarev, we have uh, quite good figures. Yeah. Uh, and I think that. The lifestyle in Nasare, we are we are very often outdoor. So, yeah, and the weather so. helps at the moment. But I think, yeah. you know, I think there will they, the the um, scientists are saying there will be a second wave, and to be prepared. And already in the United Kingdom, the numbers I've seen on the television, on the news, have started to go up. And we're not here to talk about the numbers because you can all look at the news and Google yes, all that stuff. But it's not up to us because you can uh, turn the figures. Uh, people can manipulate the figures. So yeah. For us, all I know is it's still here. So, and it's around, just take care, everybody. Just wash your hands. And take care of other people. And take care of other people. Don't forget to phone people. Don't forget to message people. And, you know, yes, one of my biggest things, Helene, is to hug and to kiss people on the cheek. It's always been part of my nature, part of the way I I am. And for me, it's like, oh, my God, what do I do now? This elbow. uh, So elbows are quite a a new thing. Or a bump. Like this lady bump thing. Well, we do, John and I, we do elbow, elbow, foot, foot hip hip bottom it's yeah. quite a little dance move actually so we've got it off to a tee so that's yeah. quite fun and we also do namaste 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 to people and do a little bow so but it's not quite the same as a hug and a kiss because that makes you feel so well tactile and being touched is very important to human people yes well, obviously we're a human but to humans i mean it's very important i know so the next uh, podcast then we will talk about, about Algarve. And, and I'm very excited about that because obviously this is quite a hard one. Uh, but the hard Algarve, one? Hard one. Talk about the new normal. Yeah, the new but normal. The Algarve, but now Algarve. The Algarve's going to be a bit more. Do you know upbeat, that uh, we were so close to buy a house in Algarve? Really? Are yes. you glad you didn't? 
Of so Portugal, it's the next not time. just a tourist destination. It's much more than just a yes, tourist destination. Anyway, so I'd like to conclude with the um, new normal. And, well, just last thing is practice hand washings and using your gels and a mask. And top tip, carry one all the time in your handbag. And keep the distance. Keep your distance and keep a little goodie bag of that sort of thing in your car. And you're good to go. And then hopefully you'll stay safe. So from Portugal, stay safe and have a great day. And without you, we would just be Ashley and Helene. But with you, we are Portugal. Ciao. Bye.
the grace my god the grace